Hola, como estase? Estase? Estase. <laughs> you good? I'm good. It's been a long week. Probably. That's gonna go into a longer week. Because we have things that we have to do all weekend. But what's new? And then all week again. <laughs> Maybe one, do you work next Friday too? Yup. <laughs> I got things to do all week. I know that. Into the next week. Into the next week. Why do you think my Thursdays are so precious to me? <laughs> it's fine though. Everything's Gucci. Gucci. We got our coffee and we're gonna talk about some stuff. 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 Okay. Murder! <laughs> Judas, no! <laughs> okay, so I figured that we should probably start off a new podcast with introducing ourselves for a little bit. Dope. So that, I don't know, it's not like they can see us, so... They have no idea what we look like. Well, we gotta give them a hint because it makes it more appropriate for the case that we're gonna talk about today. We're gingers. <laughs> but -na -na -na. Yes, Kendall and I are both redheads. <laughs> Kendall and I are sisters. I'm Lauren. I'm Kendall. And we're both the only, well, I almost said the only redheads in our family, but that's not really true. It is kind of true. Mom ain't in Ginger no more. Okay, just because her, we can't out her on a podcast. <laughs> Fuck, stop. <laughs> she was born at Ginger. Anyways, out of the four of us siblings, Kendall and I are the only redheads. Genetically, shouldn't have happened. There should only be one. I mean, yeah. If you talk about the box and the... Yes. Yeah. There should only be one of us. You just decided to be Ginger after, like, so, five years. Yeah. And what are we talking about? Good question. <laughs> what are we talking about? Um, I thought it would be fitting, since we're both redheads, to talk about the redhead murders. Okay. It's not a case that's been solved, necessarily. It's... Kind of more of a theory. Dope. I love conspiracy theories. I'm not sure it counts as a conspiracy theory. Okay. So. Okay. We can call it a conspiracy theory. The redhead murders. Mm -hmm. The case is full of unknowns because they aren't exactly sure if all of these women are connected by the same guy. Like if the same guy killed them all. Mm -hmm. But they found all of these women on the edge of interstates, and they all have one thing in common. <laughs> Let me guess. <laughs> They're gingers. <laughs> what? What? How did you know? No. That's probably going to come up here and be like, y'all are being too loud. A ginger. No! <laughs> Knock off that ragged. Anyways. Um... Most of the victims are actually unidentified. They don't have... Nobody knows who they are, which is really sad and depressing. It's fine. What? There's what? There was a flea on me five seconds Dude, ago. Dude, I found one earlier today at work. That's crazy. I'm boycotting this room. <laughs> Where are we going to go? The attic? Yes. That'd be kind of creepy. Mm, you hear the crickets and everything. The crickets. The crickets. <laughs> the crickets. The cicadas that are taking over this year. I thought there was supposed to be like a bunch of crazy I just keep cicadas. seeing dead ones. Yeah, they're all dead. That, that one. That they last like a week. Life. We keep getting off topic. This yeah. is going to be forever. You can edit it. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine. Okay, back on back topic. To, back to the story. A lot of the officials in this case don't know if they're connected or not. Okay. So, I have a theory that either it's because, A, this was the 1980s when all of this was happening. So, they didn't have 
the kind of technology that they have now. Like, you couldn't even run DNA. You could do blood typing, which is not helpful, really, if you think about it. Mm -hmm. A lot of these um, women were disposed of across state lines, and so jurisdictions didn't talk to each other that much, so it took them a bit to maybe get the FBI involved. Maybe get the FBI? Maybe? (laughs) Well, I mean... The Tennessee Bureau of Investigation brought in the FBI after, like, the fifth body. Okay. But they were still, are these connected? Hey, FBI, can you give us, like, a profile on who this guy might be? The FBI are all-knowing. Yeah. Tell us who did it. Boom. That's who did it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. My roommate just texted me. Where are you? I don't actually know. She said, um, she's planning on staying the night at her parents. So, great. After talking about murders of redheads, I'm going to be at home alone. Sleep in the bonus room. Mm. Mm. With all the fleas. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, between the crossing of state lines and the fact that this was the 1980s, That's why I think they didn't catch the guy. Okay. Or it could be a bunch of different people all just happened to be going after redheads, all just happened to be disposing of these women on the side of the road. Wasn't like the 1970s, 1980s, like high time for serial killers? Yeah, like Ted Bundy and... Yeah. (laughs) Charles Manson. Dope. Yeah, all of that. It's suspected that they started in around 1978 and ended in 1992. But the the prime suspect in the case was put in jail in 1987. So the cases after that might just be coincidences. Mm-hmm. They These bodies were found across six states, including Tennessee, Arkansas, Kentucky, Mississippi, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. So, luckily, North Carolina got kept out of that. That's good. And we also weren't born, so it's not like... I also wouldn't have been a ginger even up until, like, 2005, so... (laughs) When your hair just decided to change colors by itself. So, because there are all these states involved, that's why a lot of these specific tales are unknown. They believe that there are six victims, but they could be estimated up to 11 if all of them were committed by the same person. Okay. The authorities know of four victims' identities, and in 2018, they were, those four were presumed to be connected to the killer that was dubbed the Bible Belt Strangler. Cool, cool. Love that. I mean, if you drive through any of those states, it's like, (laughs) English? Any language? Um... Bible? Yes. Church. 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 I know every time we go up to Georgia to do that family reunion, it's like, how far can you go without seeing another church sign down the road? 2.5 miles. Less than. It's probably less than. I want to know how he found 11 gingers. That's, right? (laughs) Like, if they're point, what is it? Point percent? Point two. Point two percent? Yep. Of the world's population. And we're not even in Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. So, So, like, how you find 11 gingers? They were all apparently maybe possibly prostitutes. But since their identities aren't known, they just assume that they're prostitutes. Love that. Yeah. It's great. Love that. (laughs) What I'm going to tell you next is going to kind of probably make you irritated. Very mad. Because one of these sergeants said some kind of horrible things because this one girl was a prostitute cool 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 yeah awesome great Mm -hmm. okay so the first victim we're going to talk about is lisa nichols she was identified through fingerprints Mm -hmm. according to some of the articles that i read was one of eight that authorities thought were connected this was back when they had brought the fbi in and were Mm -hmm. trying to determine if all these women they had found on the side of the road were connected Okay. A hitchhiker had found her body on the side of I-40 on September 16th, 1984. 
He stated that she had been strangled. I would like to know how a hitchhiker knows that someone has been strangled and why we're taking his word for it. Do you, like, I don't know, can you tell if somebody has been strangled to death? Do they have bruises? I feel like they could. I, well, I don't know. I tried to look it up, but Google was not helpful. All it did was give me information about that strangling game that kids were playing a couple years ago. See, I know, like, that strangling game would leave bruises, but I know that's because they were, like, mostly alive. alive afterwards. Yeah, I don't so, know. So, I don't know if you get bruises from after being dead. You must. You must. Like, yeah. I'm going to say yeah. Okay, we'll just, it's a we'll fact just now. go with it. You get bruises when you get strangled. So when I was reading about this, I came across a news clipping where the sergeant of the police department was talking about her. And what he said made me so angry. He said that she had one of the longest prostitute rap sheets around and it would run floor to ceiling. And that she had a drug habit worse than a car has a gasoline problem. Mm. I love that. Wow. And <laughs> like does that make her any less of a No, human now being? now she's no longer a victim. Now she's just like, oopsie. Oh man, another one's gone. Like that's cool. That's fine. They believe that she had family in West Virginia and uh I don't know if her family ever came and claimed her. And all of the articles, granted all of these articles were from 1818, 18, no, 1985, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that, like, I don't know if she was ever claimed by her body, but all the art- articles were stating that, you know, we're holding her body in the morgue, if you guys know who her family okay, is. But it's 1985, correct? Yeah, so they'd have to... So- <laughs> What I'm hearing is they had a prostitute with a drug problem, and it's 1985. Who's really going to be like, oh, yes, that was my daughter, the prostitute and the drug addict? They didn't. I don't know. They they didn't talk about that kind of stuff in the 1980s. They were like, no, no. (laughs) She's an accountant. An accountant. No, she's a housewife. I don't know. When was sexism over? (laughs) Never. Okay, never mind. Scratch that. Never mind. We're not getting into it. We are not a political podcast. Political podcast. Mm -hmm. Continue. Okay. So, the second victim we're going to talk about, her name is Tina Farmer. She was found on New Year's Day in 1985. So, like the beginning of 1985? So, January 1st. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Not New Year's Eve. Okay. My brain was buffering. That's because it's like 9 o'clock and you just got off work and have been at school all week. Mm. Um, She was found down an embankment off the southbound side of Interstate 75 near, I'm totally not going to say this right, Jellicoe, Tennessee? Sounds right. I believe you. (laughs) And her cause of death was strangulation. Oh, I forgot to mention that that's also what... They say that Lika, Lisa Nicholson died from. Okay. That's why they think that it's connected. Also because Lisa Nicholson had red hair. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm going to get, I'm getting ready to describe Tina Farmer to you. Okay. And I just want to tell, tell me who you think this sounds like. When she was discovered, she was thought to be 17 to 25 with shoulder length red curly hair. And she was anywhere from 5'1 to 5'4. Well, that's me. <laughs> and she was estimated to weigh 110 to 115 pounds. Well, maybe not that part. <laughs> <laughs> On my good days. <laughs> yeah, so I was sitting there reading that description and I'm going, this could have been either one of us. However, she was 10 to 12 weeks pregnant. So that's... Neither one of us, unless you have something to tell me. Congratulations, Lauren. (laughs) You're getting a dog. I'm getting a dog. No, I wish. This is my baby. Her name is Cassie. Y'all can't see this, but Kendall is caressing her. um, It's called a doll head. That's what it's called? Yeah. I was just going to say mannequin head. Uh, It's for school. It has hair on it. 
It's not, let me start from the beginning. She's also um, a ginger. <laughs> she is a ginger. I go to cosmetology school, and we have mannequin heads that have like human hair on them. And she was sitting, she was connected to the table that I brought in to set my coffee on. <laughs> so she's just watching us make a podcast with her uneven eyeballs. Stop looking at them, they're gonna bother you to the point. Her nose is also not symmetrical. Just don't look at her. You would think they would make her proportionately <laughs> correct. <laughs> they're not going for accurate. I think she should be the cover of our podcast. <laughs> I'll figure, I'll look into it. Okay. <laughs> she's, she's kind of terrifying. Exactly. She just dead stares you kind of off to the side. It kind of is like just a little bit like not cross-eyed. What's the opposite of cross-eyed? I don't know what the opposite of cross-eyed is. Insert the opposite of cross-eyed here. <laughs> Y'all look that up for us because we don't know. Perfect. Thank you. Hopefully you're not driving. If you're driving, don't look that up for us. Just sit there and listen. Okay. Back to Tina Farmer. Okay. <laughs> Um, she was found with clothes on, which was a new development. Hmm, that's good. And, uh, wrapped in a blanket. Remorse. That's exactly what I have in my notes right here. <laughs> is that I said, whoever did this had remorse. Mm-hmm. Um, Criminal minds taught me anything. <laughs> that she covered, she was covered, granted she was disposed of like trash, so... Maybe he was remorseful about disposing her like trash. I don't know. But, um, that blanket had some fluids on it. That would later come in to, uh, very important information. Okay. So keep that in mind. Blanket. Got it. She wasn't identified until September of 2018 and i had various sources say that it was either by dna or by her fingerprints and i would assume that it's by dna like i don't know how they would keep her fingerprints unless they took them like when and like preserved them but what do they have to compare it to is my question okay they didn't have it back then and then she was dead. Why do you have it now? <laughs> yeah, kind of kind of my question. Okay. Um, she was last seen in Indiana with a truck driver. Mm-hmm. Also keep this in mind because this is important in okay. a bit. Um, even though her family had reported her missing in Indiana, the mm-hmm. authorities did not enter her into the national database. Oh. Because, get this, there's not a log about that or at least there wasn't when she was missing so indiana could be like yo we have a missing persons i almost said record missing persons report Mm -hmm. but they don't tell like the u.s's national database for missing she wasn't a child so not exploited children but so if she had crossed state lines nobody knew to look for her Oh, cool. They've changed that now. That's good. Yeah. Okay, so the third victim has not been identified, which is really heartbreaking when I'm about to tell you the rest of this information. She was found 20 yards off Big Wheel Gap Road, four miles southwest of, here we go again, with the Jellicoe, Tennessee. Okay. On April 3rd, 1985. So that was like four months Right? January, February, March, April. Mm-hmm. Like, four months later, they found this person. But they only recovered 32 bones. One of which was her skull. So they were able to do, like, a facial reconstruction. Um, she was presumed to be 9 to 15 years old. And had been dead for 3 to 4 years when they found her remains. Like, I just can't... That's, like, Cammie's age. Yeah. Also, I'm sitting here trying to figure out how many bones are in the body. I think there's like 200 and something. Let me look it up. Okay. How many bones are in the human body? Thank you, Google. 206. Okay, so they only found like... 32. A very small percentage. Like one-sixth? Yeah. Roughly? And six of the bones are in your head. 
Yeah, I don't know like if they're counting her skull as one. Okay. So no one has been able to identify her? Oh yes. The child. Who is she? We don't know her. That's terrible. Who like loses a kid and is just like, oops. Yeah, like the other ones were adults. So yeah. so like if you're an adult, you're living either like alone or far away from your family, like I understand if you haven't had contact with your family, especially if there are a lot of prostitutes. Yeah. And it's the 1980s. I doubt a ton of the families were very like... Oh, my daughter's missing. Yeah. and But like this is a kid. Yeah. So, but if they only found bones, are you wondering how they think that this is connected? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if you only found bones, you don't know what color hair people have. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to get back to the whole truck driver thing. Okay, cool. Truck driver blanket. Truck driver blanket, yes. Mm-hmm. Good. This truck driver's name is Jerry Johns. Also, who named him? Someone who hated him. <laughs> he was doomed from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Jerry was an independent trucker. As in, he didn't work for a specific company. Like, he didn't just work for Walmart. I almost said Amazon, but that wasn't a thing back then. (laughs) But, like, he just worked for whoever would hire him to drive. In 1985, Jerry and his brother went to the strip club that a redhead named Linda... I'm gonna butcher her last name, too, because I cannot... I can't pronounce people's weird last names. It's not even weird. But when you consider that ours is... Smith. Smith. Pretty much anything else is weird. Yeah. Linda Shacky, maybe? I believe you. (laughs) She worked at the strip club. Okay. They had convinced Linda and another woman to accompany them to a nearby hotel to have sex. And after they finished, Linda went back to her car. And then Jerry followed her and pushed her in and drove her back to the club. Fun. Um, what happened to the other girl? I don't know. They didn't ever talk about the other girl. Interesting. Okay. Where he then ripped her shirt into strips and tied her up. Okay. Then he drove her down I-40 and pulled over and told her to walk into the woods where he taunted her with a gun. Okay. But rather than shooting her, he strangled her with the same shirt material until she fell unconscious. And there, he left her to die. Thinking she was dead. Exactly. She somehow waved down a passing motorist and got them to call 911. And ended up testifying... Against Jerry Johns, again, who named this man, testifying against him in court, where he was sent to prison in 1987, where he stayed until his death in 2015. Okay. They don't have cell phones back then, right? I think maybe they had a bag phone. I'm I was trying just to think of like stories like... that our parents had taught us, but I think mom and dad were married. When she had the bag phone, I was just wondering because, like you said, he you got he got the, she got the motorcyclist to call the police. So oh. I was just wondering if like he went to a payphone. For our younger viewers who shouldn't be <laughs> listening to this in general, like seriously, get off the podcast if you don't know what a payphone is. Leave <laughs> if you don't know what a payphone is. You're too young get out (laughs) that's it that's all that's the comment i just (laughs) yep so we're gonna go back to the 9 to 15 year old okay the reason they think that these cases are connected to well her case is connected to linda's case Mm -hmm. via john john no jerry johns jerry johns yep like jimmy johns jimmy johns ding dong jimmy johns (laughs) Um, house is on fire. Yes, <laughs> I love that commercial. <laughs> Not sponsored. Uh, <laughs> Such a long commercial. I'm sorry. I get <laughs> off topic. Yeah, it's fine. We need some lightheartedness when we're talking about this. The knot on this. I'm just gonna say 15 because it makes it easier to swallow mm-hmm. that she's 15. 
the knot on the material that was tied around the 15-year-old's neck was the same knot that was used to tie Linda up. Okay. So they assume ain't no two Boy Scouts going around <laughs> strangling people with the same material. And leaving them on the side of the same road. Yeah. Yeah. So that's their theory. Okay. The fourth victim we're going to talk about was a Jane Doe up until 2018. Okay. 2018 apparently was like a great year for DNA. I think that's also when they caught the Golden State Killer, but now I have to look it up. Excuse me while I Google something. Dad was also telling me that he's listening to the book about this. When was he arrested? Was that Into the Darkness I Go yes. or something? Yeah. Okay, that was definitely not the right title. Into the Dark. I think. Okay, so he was also arrested in 2018. So, like, DNA in 2018 solved a lot of cases, apparently. Mm Mm-hmm. When you're too dumb to leave DNA at the scene of your murder. Don't give them tips, please. (laughs) I mean, if they just watch a crime show, they should know. Stop telling them where to go to get information on how to kill people properly. Because listening to our true crime podcast is going to give them information that they don't already have yes okay jane doe was found in a refrigerator in a little tiny off the side of the road in a little tiny town called gray kentucky who opened the refrigerator on the side of the road um some sources said that it was a like some scrap guys you know those guys who walk around picking up metal to sell to scrap yards or like stealing catalytic converters off of cars of poor kids on their first day of school <laughs> it's fine everything fine come on they catalytic. obviously needed the catalytic? money catalytic catalytic <laughs> <laughs> no i can't say it it's just gonna come out catalytic converters stolen on my first day of school after 11 hours in school yeah it was a great day dark parking lot by myself car smelled weird and made really terrible noises i thought i was going to die and my dad's on the phone like stop crying kendall you're fine <laughs> yeah so those same people who stole that also uh-huh. discovered her in this refrigerator okay, cool um at least they did something good <laughs> they decided that she had died due to asphyxiation okay but they did not find any ligature mark this gray c- the city of Gray in Kentucky mm-hmm. um, is a very tiny community, you know, where they say, oh, nothing bad ever happens here. We don't even lock our doors. I don't care where you're from or how small your town is. Always lock your freaking doors. Always lock your freaking doors, kid. I lock my car doors. All of the doors. I don't lock the downstairs door. You are. You and Cammy get so mad at me. It, it's half of the reason I don't. It's so funny to me. Garrett sometimes though gets home and the door is unlocked and I'm like, oh, I thought I did lock that. Oh, you're lucky he's not a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> that is a fact. Yeah, I lock my door as such a habit that I will walk from our patio inside and lock Bailey outside. Just, even though she's following right behind me, I shut the door and lock the door because it's just such a force of habit. Anyways, in this tiny town where they found Jane Doe, hundreds of people showed up for her funeral. And I'm like, oh, So sad. That's so sad. But like, the community's all being like, there for her yeah even though no one knows who she is yeah so she didn't have to have an empty funeral so she was buried and everybody showed up not everybody obviously but a lot of people showed up to her funeral so fast forward several years and through a social media post authorities reached out to the community again 
to try to stir up some leads, but it wasn't until 2017 that she was identified by DNA through a relationship with her daughter who was six weeks old when she disappeared, which just like hurts my heart. And one of the interviews that I watched, they thought it was her based on this description that um, the police had given out. And so she submitted her DNA to this thing and it Mm -hmm. took over a year for them to get back to her. So imagine that, like, you're, she was 30-something at the time, because it was 2017 mm-hmm. and not 1985, and she's, like, waiting. You're just waiting for answers, because up until this point, your mom just disappeared, and you have no memory of her, and... No idea what happened. No idea what went, happened. If she just left, like... Yeah. So her son said that he was more relieved to find out that his mom that it was his mom, then to get all of the questions away from everything, you know, where she is, what happened to her. He said, I just felt like everybody had stopped trying to find her and my family. They just figured she was dead, which I mean she was, but that would be so hard. Like that hope that you're going to find her one day and get all of the answers. I mean, they don't really know who murdered her. Mm-hmm. So these four that we just talked about um, have all been kind of tied together. However, oh, when they discovered who she was through DNA, her name was Ipsy Pilgrim or Ipsy Black. Cammie, what do you want? Listen. (laughs) Her mannequin head is sitting here. It was on the table. I needed a table for my coffee cup. Cassie is now sitting there saying yummy. It's too much effort to take it off the table. Cammie just asked us why my doll head is staring at us. That's the context you needed. (laughs) Okay, so they finally identified Ipsy Pilgrim. And now Cammie's super excited because Duncan is downstairs. Um, so those four, Ipsy, Tina, the unknown 15-year-old, and Lisa, are all presumed to be victims of Jerry Jones, Mm -hmm. aka the Bible Belt Strangler. Aka Ginger Motorer. Yes. So, they tied Tina Farmer to him in 2018 through DNA. Because that fluid that was on that blanket belonged to him. I also just realized I really hate the word fluid. Yep. But not until it came out of my mouth like that. And I said, mmm, that's disgusting. Yep. So, however, if you remember, he died in 2015. Mm-hmm. So they presented all of this evidence to the grand jury, and the grand jury in Tennessee decided that if he had been alive, he would have been indicted for Tina Farmer's murder. Okay. So they considered her case closed. Mm-hmm. But the rest of them, I mean, we talked about the third victim, the 15-year-old, and the knots being similar, mm-hmm. and the fact that she was found on the side of the road. So they assume... That all of these people are connected because Lisa was last seen with a trucker, the knots, the DNA. Epsy was also found on the side of the road. However, she was not strangled or, I mean, we said asphyxiation, but no ligature marks. So it's possible that he just suffocated her instead of... In a refrigerator. Yeah, I don't know. In a refrigerator. I don't... I feel like I said the word, like, really (laughs) weird the first time. I don't even know if I finished saying it. I'm in a refrigerator. Refrigerator? I feel like it just stopped I think at she refrigerator. she was already dead when they found her in the, like... Before she before got Before she in got them. put in the refrigerator. Okay. Also, side note, on the refrigerator there was a sticker that said Superwoman on it. Which, like, when I was reading about it, really creeped me out. Out of all the things they could have said about the refrigerator, they all made it a point to talk about the Superwoman sticker on it. Okay. Yeah. Weird. Weird. <laughs> um, 
they have two victims that are suspected to be victims of his, mm-hmm. but they don't really have definitive evidence. On February 13th of 1983, so we've jumped back a few years from the mm-hmm. other victims, an elderly couple was walking and thought they had come across a mannequin, kind of like Cassie. Mm-hmm. Actually, it would have been a lot like Cassie, because mm-hmm. Cassie is a redhead. Um, they soon discovered that that was not a mannequin, but a person. Did you just tie your hair in a knot? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> We're almost done. You can go to bed soon. <laughs> the snow around her, like it had just recently snowed, so they decided that she had just recently been placed there. The mm-hmm. snow was not on her body, but just around her, and they saw footprints around her. And some witnesses said that they saw a man matching Jerry Jones's description in the area that day. But the only thing that they could determine was that she had died somewhere else, but they couldn't even dis- like determine how she had died. Mm-hmm. The other one, the other one of the suspected victims, um was identified in 2017 due to DNA as a Elizabeth Lamote Lamote Lamontal. I don't know how to pronounce her last name because it's not Smith. And I'm a basic white girl. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. <laughs> On April 14th of 1985, her body was discovered in Greenville, Tennessee. Not North Carolina or South Carolina, but in Tennessee. There's so many Greenvilles. I know. I think they just, like, ran out of city names. Um, she had severe blunt force trauma and what appeared to be a stab wound. However, her body was so badly decomposed that they're unsure what caused her death. Okay. Yeah. Gross. I'm just imagining, like, a Bones episode of, like, just liquid and it's really grossing me out. Stop. (laughs) Just stop it. Just stop it or I'll bury you alive in a box. That's a reference to a video that my grandma used to show us all <laughs> the time. That's all, you, that's all the information you're getting for that. If you just Google stop it or I'll bury you alive in a box, you'll get the video and then you can share it with your friends. It's about a therapist session with a girl who's is <laughs> getting buried alive in a box and he pretty much just tells her to stop stop it stop it she asks if she needs to write it down and he says no people usually can figure it out they can remember it it's only a few words okay i'm ready stop it what that's it stop it okay <laughs> back to elizabeth um, they were able to get her fingerprints. Again, how can they get people's fingerprints if they can't even determine what killed them? I don't know. Like, our, I know on TV, they can just, like, rehydrate your mummified finger and, like, get your fingerprints mm-hmm. from that. But I imagine if you're decomposing, your fingerprints are leaving. Probably. You know, like, when you get frostbite, your fingers are the first thing to go. She was preserved in the snow. Is that the That's same the other one? one? That's the other victim. <laughs> I thought I was following along. Following along? Yeah. Well, there are a bunch of them. The next, the next case we'll talk about won't be so confusing. There won't be six people. Ted Bundy. That's too many people. All the people. We can talk about him if you want to. Nah, it's good. <laughs> Okay, so they were able to get her fingerprints, dental records, and DNA. But, as we've stated before, back in the 80s, DNA, not so helpful. Mm -hmm. But 2017, they identified her. Um, She had been in a group home in New Hampshire before she had disappeared. Very interesting thing. The reason that the authorities had her DNA, or her family's DNA on file... Mm -hmm was because they had suspected that she was a victim of a different serial killer. Oh. Named Terry Peter Rasmussen? Okay. Because his girlfriend's name was Elizabeth. And she had gone missing. And so they had asked 
Elizabeth Lamontagne. Lamont? Now I'm saying Lamontagne because of that guy from Criminal Minds. Elizabeth. So, his... This guy who's a serial killer's girlfriend was named Elizabeth. And they thought that maybe she was the Elizabeth. And so that's why they got DNA from his, her family. Okay. But imagine, like, the authorities coming up to you and saying, so we're going to need your DNA. We know your daughter's missing. And we think we may have a lead. And then them coming back to you, actually, no, it's not your daughter. Only to find out that this other girl is your daughter. That's the... That's it? That's it. That's the end? That's the end. That there were 11 victims? I said there were 6 to 11. Okay. We only talked about 6. There have only been 4, those 4 original ones that we talked of that were quote-unquote linked together. Okay. The last two were just suspected victims, but they don't have a real reason to connect them. I think they are not connecting Elizabeth's because A, she was from New Hampshire, and B, because she had blunt force trauma and was stabbed. So the FBI was probably like, mm, that's too far mm-hmm. off this other guy's MO that we're not, like, don't consider her. Which makes sense. Yeah. Imagine... How many serial killers get away with murder because they just don't have an MO? See, but the thing about serial killers... <laughs> oh, she's sitting up in her chair, I'm guys. Up. I'm sitting up. <laughs> so the thing about serial killers is a lot of... not Well, um, a lot of them have, like, that sp- specific thing that they have to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're just murdering people. <laughs> I actually think that part of the definition of serial killers is that there has to be some sort of... M.O. Yeah. There has to be something that the person always does. That, like, either they're OCD and they just have to, like... I feel like all serial killers are a little bit OCD just because they all... Obsess about killing people. Well, that, and I was just going to say, like, they have to do that one thing or else it's not worth killing a person like i watch criminal minds and all these murder shows way too often and like cold cases and all this stuff on youtube on netflix and youtube it's because you got the crime bug (laughs) you're too tired for this (laughs) you get to sleep in tomorrow just think about that i'm not going to sleep in though my brain's on a yeah. Schedule. I, I also really need to clean my room. I've only been sleeping in my room and, like, changing. So there's just clothes everywhere. And I've been doing laundry but not putting it away. Oh, same. I have laundry currently in the dryer that's been there since Thursday. <laughs> which was only yesterday, but, like... It feels so much farther. Like, so much longer ago. Oh, but, so, like... They all have that one certain thing that they have to do. And if they don't do that one certain thing, they almost, like, have a panic attack about not doing that one single thing. And it, like, disrupts, 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 (laughs) disrupts, yeah, my R's are not having it today. Um, that, their whole little thing so now it's not even worth killing people because you've messed up their their um the ritual yeah that my brain's dead (laughs) it is almost 10 oh so late you know well when you work all day that it does get late i still have to drive home Ha ha what do you want to talk about next week should we talk about the pig killer Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I like the pig killer. Okay, I don't like the pig. Okay. <laughs> Criminal Minds episode. Yeah. Based off a real killer dude. In um, Canada. In Canada. There's a bunch of people who talk about him too. He's pretty... He's, he's just very interesting. Yep, that's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> I think it's just fascinating. Like, I remember finding out that that Criminal Minds episode was based on a real thing. And I remember sending you a link and I was mm-hmm. like... 
no way, can all this Criminal Minds episode is based on this real dude in real life? And then I think I sent her back a link with a dude on YouTube who I watch who does like oh, yeah. videos on serial killers and like strange things and all this other weird stuff. He's super cool. I can't remember his name. It's Rob something. Starts with a G. It's not like, probably people who are listening to us already know who he is. Boom, did it. Um, <laughs> he has two videos on the p- pig killer. Dude, I can look it up if if we really want to be. So I sent her those videos because I sit and I listen to him. He has like when you clean your room. When I clean my room, I listen to him. So he almost pretty much his videos are podcasts, but like with edited photos that go along with it. Like the photos. I don't have that much time to really, do this. Well, that's yeah. But, yeah, so he he's pretty cool. I like the sound of his voice, and I just listened to him, and then I was just clicking, like, the next videos, and all of a sudden it was like, the pig killer. His name is, oh, gosh, I can't, Rob Gavigan, 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 Rob Gavigan. I wish he had a podcast so I could listen to him on, like, the way to work and stuff, the way to school. The top pinned comment on this video that you sent me says, my sister-in-law got away from him. Oh, do we really think that's for real? Probably not. Oh, don't read the comments. Ew. Okay, yeah, gross. (laughs) Great, now I have to do all this research about this. So I'm going to be like, oh, gross. I'm never going to eat pig pig pork. (laughs) (laughs) Haha, I don't even eat pork. Vegetarian. Hi, I'm Kendall. I'm a vegetarian who works at a chicken store. (laughs) Hi. I'm Lauren. That's not the right voice, but... Hi, I'm Lauren. In my head, you're a little higher pitched than I am, but probably not in real life. But like, I, I actually hear, have no idea. I hear my voice like a deeper octave in my head than it is out loud. And then play back like your voice and you go, oh gosh. I sound so girly. I'm about to have life. to play back our voices and go, oh. At least you don't have a speech impediment that doesn't show up in your brain. <laughs> Yours doesn't show up in my brain, so. That's good. People are going to be like, where are you from? Because you always get that. I do. I'm from here. (laughs) All right, old grandma. I I have a speech impediment, okay? Get over it. (laughs) She doesn't. It's fine. We are related. We just sound different. (laughs) I don't hear it in my brain. You but know, I know it's there. <laughs> some people say that we sound just alike, so I'll be very interested to see. Haha, <laughs> you have a speech impediment. <laughs> whether or not people think that we sound, like if they can dis- decipher, dis- distinguish, decipher, decipher, yes, both. All of the above. D. Yep. <laughs> Between us. Mm-hmm. You have to put a little flash, I don't know how podcasts work. You just listen to them, so. Oh. They're just in Blink. Trouble. Next person. <laughs> Blink. Next person. Oh, that would be no. Blink. They'll just have to deal with it. Blink. It's Kendall now talking. Blink. <laughs> it's Lauren now talking. I need to go to bed. <laughs> All right. Tune in next week. Yep. See, senor. <sighs> <laughs> Gotta cut all this out. I'm gonna bring you a Red Bull next week. Okay. Or a monster. Monster. A Java monster? No, just give me the the green ones or the white ones. They're good. The Java one was mediocre. Okay. I don't drink either one of them, so. Just green or white. Did I say red earlier? I meant white. I don't know. I don't know what you said. (laughs) The green or the white one? Okay. Okay. I'm never gonna remember that. Anyways, tune in next time. Tune in next week when we talk about the pig farmer killer. I'm gonna make that our thing. Okay. Perfect with the laughter in there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to be able to redo it, so you're just going to have to copy and paste it at the end of all of them. <laughs> We're going to have to, um, oh, we have to go through the, the stupid things that everybody says. Um, don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify. 
We got a Spotify? Yeah, we're on Spotify. Dope. We're on a lot of things. Cool. That I don't know. Awesome. Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. There's like one other one, but I can't think of it. And we're on Twitter. Cool. It's the only reason I ever downloaded Twitter. It's the first time it's ever been on my phone, actually. Hmm. So follow us on Twitter at CrimeBugPod. You can also email us suggestions at CrimeBugPod at gmail.com. Also, you can follow my cosmetology Instagram that I had to make for school. It's hair by Kendall. Kendall spelled like this. K-E-N-D-A-L. That's it. No other L. That's all. That's that's Shout all I gotta to say. I need them followers <laughs> so I can be famous. Yeah. Maybe we'll be, get famous from this. Then I will be famous. <laughs> we will talk about criminals while cutting while hair. You do people's hair. Yes, that'd be so much fun. We could live stream it. Yes. I decided I'm going to have an introvert haircut, which really is just going to be like, we can put on some type of TV or like you YouTube video. You could put on our video. podcast. No. I could not <laughs> listen to myself talk. I just, just give them headphones. I, I'm just over here like, introvert haircut. We'll put it on the TV. We're both watching it. <laughs> I won't say a word. I'll ask you if that's good. That's it. That's, that's all. It. You like it? Awesome. You don't even have to say yes back. You can just get up and leave and pay at the door. Yep. <laughs> okay, that's all. All right. Bye. Adios, mis muchachos. Is that what we're going to have to say at the end of every episode? <laughs> Very butchered Spanish. Yes. <laughs> Adios, muchachos. Adios, muchachos. All right. Peace out, homies. Later. <laughs>